This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. series because I don't have to rush. I can take my time. I can build a few points and then I can come back next Sunday and add to it. And and, and the sermons in a series, many of you have, uh, maybe you're new to, to church on purpose and oftentimes you'll hear me talk about a sermon series and I preach sermon series is because I, I want, there's a thought that I need to be ingrained in your spirit, ingrained in your mind. And so you'll hear me talk about the same thought uh, for several Sundays until that, until that thought is ingrained. I think when, when, we, when we first started Church on Purpose, I taught a series in call, in, entitled Unbroken Worship, amen, to make sure our work, God wants us to live a life of unbroken worship. And so, I, I, and so now I'm transitioning, and I'm talking about a, a little bit of a different sermon series because, again, there's a, there's a thought process that I need for you guys to have in your minds. If you will, um, go with me. Follow, follow me to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, as we uh, open up and introduce this new sermon series to you guys today, and I pray that it is as much of a blessing to you as it is and has been to me already. 2 Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, if you've never read any of Peter's writings, I encourage you this week to read his writings. Thank you for standing once you have it either on your smart device or your, um, or your Bible, just 2 Peter chapter 3. Peter, I, I like Peter because Peter was a lot like us. Um, Peter, Peter was one that um, if, if Peter had a knife and he was with you, Peter would cut somebody's ear off for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you got some rider dies on your road like that. Amen. Glory to God. Um, that, that's the way Peter was. Peter was a very passionate man. Um, and, and watch this. Peter, Peter, was, Peter, was the, Peter was the cat that saw Jesus walking on the water. And Peter was the dude that said, hey, listen, if it's you, bid me to come. Peter was the cat that walked out of the boat. Peter was the dude that left the 11 in the boat. And Peter stepped out. And Peter was the cat that walked on the water. That was that dude. Now watch this. This was also the dude that told Jesus, he said, I don't care if everybody forsake you. I'm not going anywhere. I got your back, bro. Listen, I don't care if everybody else forsake you. Peter is the one that told Jesus, Jesus, listen, dude, listen, I'm down like four flats on a lack, bro. Listen, whatever you do, I got you, cuz. I don't care who, I don't care who leave you. I'm with you. Peter was this dude. Jesus looks at Peter and says to Peter, listen, dude, he said, I, I, I know you love me, Peter. But he said, listen, before the, the rooster crows, Three times in the morning, you will have denied me three times. Peter was like, "What? No, not not me, Ken folk. That you're not you're not talking to me." He was like, "Before yeah, before the cock crows thrice in the morning, you will have denied me three times." And sure enough, it happened just as Jesus said. Uh, they were taking Jesus into into, into custody. Uh, Peter saw it, and Peter went, went. He started hiding. And when Peter was hiding, those little girls said, "Ooh." <laughs> Y'all, we know who this is. This is he was with him. And Peter said, No, I wasn't girl, leave me alone. It's it's in the Bible. The Bible is the Bible is cold-blooded, man. It's a cold-blooded story. He was like, No, nah, man, that ain't that's not me, man. Girl, girl, go. And then she said, Uh-uh, I know you. She said, I seen you. 
I seen you. Uh-uh, y'all, hey, I seen him. He was with that man that's being crucified. And Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus, I mean, I said that Peter cussed. Peter cussed a little girl. <laughs> yeah. The Bible cold-blooded, man. I'm saying you ought to read it sometime. The Bible cold-blooded. But check this out. But this is that same Peter. Now watch this. Uh, Peter felt, Peter was so heartbroken that they went back fishing. And when Jesus showed up after he was transfigured, he came back. And, and Jesus said to Peter, he said, he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. He asked him a second time, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, well, feed my sheep. And he asked him a third time, and he said, Peter, do you love me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest. And he said it with tears in his eyes. He said, Lord, thou knowest. And he told him, he said, feed my lamb. And that was, that was a beautiful picture because now, now Jesus is restoring Peter after his fall. Isn't it a beautiful thing to know that Jesus will restore you after a fall? Isn't that, isn't that wonderful to know? Hallelujah. Watch this. That man looks on the outside, but God sees your heart. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, will you do me a favor and tell somebody you are not what you did? Come on, just tell them you are not what you did. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God's got uh, somebody. Somebody needs to hear that. Glory to God. Somebody needs to hear that. You just need to hear that this morning. Glory to God. Don't, don't let what you did define who you are. Oh, let me say it like this. Don't let what you did define who you're becoming. Glory to God. You're becoming somebody greater. I, I wish I could just minister I wish I could minister to somebody in here today. But this is the same Peter. And, and Peter now, glory, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost already. Listen, and this is that same Peter that now writes. you got to read Peter's gospel. You have to take some time this month and just read everything Peter wrote. You'll be amazed at the heart of Peter. Peter was tenacious about God. He was on fire for God, but he also was a man that denied him out of fear. And he writes now. And here's what he writes. He writes in 2 Peter chapter 3, and he's talking to Christians. He's talking to people like you and I. He's talking to us, and he writes to Christians in 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm only going to read one verse. Look down at verse number 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18 says like this. Peter says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Father, we thank you now for this, your word. Father, send your word with clarity, with authority, with conviction. God, illuminate the text to our understanding. You said, and out of all of our getting, get an understanding. God, help us to understand what Peter is saying to us in this text. And Father, help us to know what you impressed upon his heart to share with us. Prepare the heart of the hearer, the ear of the hearer, God, that we're able to receive this engrafted word. Father, we thank you. We pray that you would bind every hindering spirit, anything that's not like you, anything that would try to hinder, delay, or deny what you're about to do in this place. God, we pray that you separate it from us. Father, we thank you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down, will you touch three people and just tell them, grow. Just touch three people and tell them, grow grow. That's it. That's it. Just tell them grow. Tell them grow. That's it. Grow. Hallelujah. Since the, since the inception of Church on Purpose, I 
have been praying to God and I've been asking God to give me the vision for the church. Um, I'm one of those pastors. I don't believe in coming up with my own thoughts and my own ideas. I believe in, in seeking God and saying, God, what are you doing with this church? What, what's your plan with this church? What, what's your purpose with the church? And so I sat down with planning teams and planning committees, and we wrote out all of these uh, uh, elegant uh, what we thought was the vision statement. We sat down with our, our, our leadership team and we, we had a dry erase board and we had sticky notes all over the wall and we're, we're coming up with all the things that we believe that God desires to do in this ministry and we're putting it all together and we're building it and, and we had this long sentence and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, this, this sentence is good. This, this is the vision for this church. This is the vision for the ministry and I thought that was it but it was something on the inside of me saying, saying you, you, you still haven't tapped into it yet. And it wasn't until my wife and I, we went to a leadership conference in Ohio. It was there at that conference that God finally spoke to me and gave me definitively what the vision is for this ministry. Now, this vision may change later on as we continue to produce uh, the fruit of it. But the, what God gave me one word. God gave me one word. And that one word that God gave me was the word grow. Everybody shout grow. God said that the vision of the ministry is to grow. I began to pray to God and I said, God, okay, what are, what are you saying in that regard? What are you saying? What, is that, what does that word mean? And God said, you guys are going to grow spiritually, you're going to grow uh, relationally, and you're going to grow numerically. Let me say that again. He said, you're going to grow spiritually, you're going to grow relationally, and you're going to grow numerically. And I said, I said, God, and, and, and so it, it was in that moment that I said, Lord, I thank you. Now I understand it. Now watch this. Grow, the word grow, that is an action word. It is, it is, it's not an option. God is saying, if you're going to be in the kingdom, you have to be growing. Glory to God. Anything that's not growing is dying. Anything that's not growing, uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus, y'all remember it, when him and the disciples walking into the city, he saw a fig tree. The fig tree had leaves, but it didn't have any figs. Glory to God. And so he went over to it looking to find figs. There was no figs. When Jesus saw the fig tree that had, it had leaves, but no figs. Well, let me say it like this. It was a tree that looked good, but had no fruit. Glory to God. And Jesus, the fruit inspector. Now watch this. Now check this out. There are many churches that have good leaves. They look good, but not producing any fruit. Now watch this. Let me, let me, let me break it down. There's a lot of Christians who look good. You got good leaves, but producing no fruit. So what God is saying to us, God is saying, he said, push the church to grow. Push the church to the next level. Push, your, push the individual people in the church to move from where they are to the, to the next level that God has planned for them. And God said, tell the people to grow. The Apostle Peter is amazing. Apostle Peter is writing to believers, writing to Christians like us, you and me, he's writing to Christians. And he's reminding them that there's a time coming when people are going to shy away from the faith. He's reminding them that there's going to come a time where insolent men, men uh, who, who have no respect for God and respect for the house of God and things of God, that those things are going to come. He's reminding them. He said, listen, there's going to come a time where false preachers are going to rise up and people are going to say that there is no God and 
And people are going to say, if there is a God, why has he not come yet? People are going to say, if there is a God, why does he allow so many bad things to happen in the world? And Paul and Peter is saying to us, in order to overcome all those things that's about to hit the church, the church has to grow. Somebody shall grow. Glory to God. Somebody, he said, the church has to grow. The church has to grow to the next level. Church has to grow to the next level. And he says, but grow in the grace. But grow in the grace. The word grow in grace means to become more and more like Jesus every day. I don't know if you are aware of this. I don't know if you are aware, but it is our responsibility every day to look more and more like Jesus every day. If you are a Christian, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you've got to know that it is your responsibility. It is your obligation that every day to look more and more like Jesus every day. But here's the problem. The problem is it's hard to look like somebody we don't know. It's hard to emulate somebody that we haven't spent any time with. And so the reality, the reality of life and the reality of church and even, and even membership oftentimes is, is, that, is that the people are not growing, at least not at the level that we should. If a baby, if a mother has a newborn baby and that baby doesn't seem to be growing properly, if that baby doesn't seem to be gaining the weight that it should, and at, at certain amount of months and certain amount of years, uh, there, there are charts that, that kind of chart the baby's growth. But if the baby's not growing, the mother takes the baby to the doctor. The mother takes the baby to the doctor and says, there's, there's something wrong. The baby's not, not picking up weight. The baby doesn't, doesn't have an appetite because they feel like something is wrong. The apostle Peter now takes us to the opera. He, he takes us to the doctor's office. So Peter is taking the church to the doctor's office. Now, I know you might not, under, you might not understand that, oh, oh, but by the time I'm done with this message, some of you guys are going to get a revelation that you've never had before in your life because I'm, the Holy Spirit is about to reveal some things to you that you've never seen done before in your life. Glory to God. Yeah, we're about to go in the doctor's office. Yeah, we, 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 we're about to go. In, it's all right. Yeah, we're about to go in the doctor's office. Because listen, because listen, I, I need you to understand some things. There's some things that you got to understand that, that, there, that there are some of you that are not growing and you don't understand why. You don't understand why you're growing. And so, so can, can we call the doctor into the office? Can we, can we call the doctor? This is my nurse. This is my nurse. This is Nurse Didi. Yeah, good morning, Doctor Nurse Didi. How are you doing? That's fine. Good. We're going to go into the doctor's office. How are, how are the patients this morning, Nurse D.D.? Nurse D.D. done left me. Nurse, I got her from the temporary agency, y'all, so that's why. That's why, that's why she... She don't know how to stay with me just yet. Yeah, that's all right. She's supposed to be helping me do all this stuff. Uh, uh-uh, don't be trying to talk to me now. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to go to work. We we got to go to work now. Uh, but what I did was, 
what I did was I, I, I took some time and I said, okay, God, you, you, you're telling us to grow. You, you want us to grow, but in order to grow, we've got to determine what's hindering our growth. What is it that's hindering us from moving from one level to the next level? What's hindering, what's hindering the growth? What is, what's hindering the growth? So, so what we got to do now, I, 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 I did some, I did some research. I, I did some research and I began to look online. I began to look online and guess what I did? I, I looked up the word malnutrition. I looked at the word malnutrition. I mean, I looked at the word malnutrition because malnutrition causes, sometimes can be a hindrance to growth. I looked at malnutrition and undernutrition, and, and the Holy Spirit began to, to get a minister to me. The Holy Spirit said, he said that many people in the church are malnutrition, but watch this, they're malnutrition spiritually. I, I, said, I said they're malnutrition, he said they're malnutritioned spiritually. In other words, there's some nutrients that the body is not getting that's going to help produce the growth that they need. Because you don't have to tell me in this setting, but I know that, that many of you, you're at the same place this year that you were last year, spiritually. You're at the same place this year that you were three years ago, spiritually. And you, don't, you, have, you haven't felt yourself get close to God in a while. Yo, so can we go in the examination room? Yeah, let's go in the examination room. Let, let, let's go in. Let's go in the examination room. Because, because, because I, I need to take you into the exam room so we can look at some things. Now watch this. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some symptoms. Oh, Dr. Love is in the house. Y'all might as well work with me this morning. Dr. Love is in the house. So, so, so we're going we're gonna to go, go in the exam room because I'm going to give you guys some symptoms. When I give you some symptoms, I want you to just look at yourself. Don't look at anybody else. Just look at yourself because I'm going to give you, watch this, I'm going to give you the prognosis of what you've been going through. So, so look, 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 here it is. So watch this. Now watch this. Here's what I'm going to do. And y'all, this is so cold-blooded. This is going to be so cold. Y'all going to remember this sermon for the rest of your life. This is so cold-blooded. What I did was I, I went online. I went online and I looked up the symptoms or the signs of malnutrition. And I want you to see how closely connected they are to the spiritual signs of malnutrition. Reggie, come move this. I want you to see how closely they are connected to the spiritual signs of malnutrition. Here, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Here's number one, here's number one. Now watch this. Now, you have to determine if this is you or if it's not. Don't look at anybody else, just look at yourself. Number one, number one, watch this, number one. Lack of appetite, get my towel back. Lack of appetite or interest in food or drink. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. How many of you no longer have an appetite for the word. You don't desire to read the word anymore. You wake up every morning and you start your day. You just go on through your day and you're not even considering. You, you don't, you don't, you're not even hungry for the word. You lost your appetite for the word. If I'm coming down your road, just say out or say amen or something. Or just look at me and smile and just nod. I see you. I see, look, here's the second one. Watch this, watch this. Tiredness or irritability. Do people get on your nerves real easy now? 
Do you, do you, you get tired of folks. You're tired of your kids. Yeah, I feel you. Just keep laughing. We know. You're tired of your kids. You're, you're, you're irritable. They, and people pull out in front of you and trap. Watch this. Watch this. You will know because when that slow person who actually left, house, left the house in time, so they don't have to rush. When they get in front of you, how do you act? Y'all might as well say amen. Glory to God. Because you don't have the patience that you used to have. Your patience is real short. You get tired of stuff real quick. Yeah, you, you know, people get on your nerves. You're tired of your neighbors. You're tired of church folk. You're tired of your folk. You, matter of fact, you're tired of, get tired of yourself sometimes. That's why you're constantly trying to change stuff. You're constantly trying to change your makeup and change your hair and change your, yeah, all this stuff. You're trying to change stuff. You get tired of yourself. Dr. Love is in the house. I'm, I'm going to do this exam whether you like it or not. Oh, it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but you're going to enjoy this at the end. You, you're tired. Wait, 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 wait. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Inability to concentrate. Let me ask, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go too far, let me ask you this. When you sit down to read the word, does your mind wonder? And you can't concentrate when you try to read the Bible. You sit down and you, you open it, you read a couple of sentences, and then your mind starts to wonder. And you say, man, I, I don't, you, you read, but then you forget what you just read. Oh, I'm in the house. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is the right sermon today. Because, because we got to deal with this. We, we have to deal, because well, what, what I'm saying to you guys, this is the thing that's hindering you from growing to the next level spiritually. But we don't realize it. We don't understand it. We, we're kind of going through the motion. We're going through the motion. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Just so we can set the house at order. Just because if somebody feels like I'm, I'm just talking to them. If anything I've said thus far has hit you, be bold and raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Look, look around. Look around. Look around. Look around. Look around. Okay, put your hand down. So, so listen, I just want you to know you're in good company, honey. That's all I want you to know. I, want you, I just want you to know you're in good company. You're in good company. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, because the doctor has a remedy. Glory to God. Yeah, hey, I've, I've got, I'm going to get a remedy. Here, I'm going to get a remedy. So don't worry, don't worry. No, don't worry, don't worry. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Always feeling cold. You get to a place where you don't care about anything. You don't care about, you don't care about work. You don't care about people. You, you don't care about what the kids eat. You say, go in there and fix some ramen noodles. Go in there and fix you something. You, yeah, you, you don't even care about what they eat anymore. You, you don't care. You know, you go in the house and the bathroom's all messed up, and you know you keep a clean house. And you get to the point where you don't even care anymore. You keep a clean car, but now you don't care about the car anymore. You, you get to where, where you become cold on the inside. You're just cold. You just don't care. You don't care about what your husband do. You don't care about what your wife do. You ain't even tripping on nobody. I ain't tripping on nobody. You do you, I'm going to do me. I ain't tripping. And you, and you grow cold. Amen, somebody. Just keep smiling. I see you. Just keep smiling. 
you, 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 you're always feeling cold. Watch this. Wait a minute. Here's, here's a, listen, here's, here's, here's a real good one right here. This one real good to know uh, if you're wrestling with, with spiritual malnutrition. Listen to this. Listen to this. There's a longer healing time for wounds. We're dealing with spiritual malnutrition. Now, when somebody, when somebody hurts you, you don't let it go. Oh, you don't let it go. You used to get, get over it, but now you don't get over stuff, not like you used to. Now you want to get even. Glory to God. See, now, yeah, now, see, now you go behind their back and you start scandalizing their name on the cool. You have a long time. Here, wounds don't heal, at least not at the rate that they used to. Glory to God. I'm preaching to somebody in this house. Glory, I know you in this room today. Glory to God. And, and, and you know you know who you are. Some of y'all still mad about some stuff that happened last week. You still mad about some stuff that happened last month. And some of you go a little bit back further than that. You'll know it because when you start talking about it, you get mad all over again. I'm talking the same level of madness. Because the wound is taking longer to heal. Maybe it's because you're spiritually malnourished. Ouch. 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 <laughs> I'm working. Yeah, I'm working. Call me Dr. Love. I'm working. I'm just perpetrating those. So, so maybe, maybe that's why, maybe that's why I can't sleep. Maybe that's why I, I, I just can't let it go. Man, man, let it go, dog. Man, I'm, I'm trying to let it go, bruh. But I can't. Man, man, chill out, bruh. Just, just let it go, man. Squash it. No, nah, man. No, I can't squash it. Dude, you a Christian. Oh, I forgot. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm talking malnutrition. Okay, watch it. Here's the next one. Skin may become thin. Ooh. Your skin becomes thin. Watch this. Let me say it like this. Now you can't take criticism. Now, watch this. Now, you, you can't stand somebody disagreeing with you. Your skin becomes thin. Now, now somebody just made a joke, and now your feelings hurt for the rest of the month. Somebody said, you just got your hair done, and somebody said, I like your hair better the other way, and now you won't even come out the bathroom. Oh, I'm helping about 150 of y'all. <laughs> because we're dealing with this stuff, but nobody's talking about it. Aren't you glad you're a member of church on purpose? Where people can, we can talk about this and have some dialogue about it. And I'm not just not, I'm not trying to preach you happy. I'm trying to help you. I want you to be healthy. And so we have to take the time and we have to deal with the subjects and the issues that's going to help the church to be healthy because it's my job to push you to grow. 
Because we have to grow spiritually. And, and watch this. When you grow, everybody in your family starts to grow. Him becomes thin. You don't want to be rebuked. You won't have anybody say anything to you. You don't have anybody correct you. You, you, know, you, got, you got this thin skin to where you think every time somebody makes a joke, they're talking about you. Watch this. When you walk up and people are whispering, you think that they're whispering about you. You walk up and so they start laughing. All of a sudden, now you feel like they're laughing at you. The people ain't thinking about you. When you're spiritually malnourished, you have thin skin. Now watch this. Your, your skin is so thin that your friends start to pull away from you and you don't know why. Because now you think everybody's out to get you. You think everybody's out to hurt you. Watch this. You, you know your skin is thin when you think, well, I can't trust anybody. I can't trust anybody. And, and now you start to think that everybody is out to get you. Everybody's trying to get you. Everybody's out to get you. Your skin has become thin. Now, if, if that's you, now, I, you got to look at yourself because I've had to look at, I've had to go in the, in, the, in the exam room and look at myself. I've had to lay on that table and say, wait a minute, some of this is me. Wait a minute. There's some areas in my life where I'm spiritually malnourished. And I, yes, you know what? I, I, we've got to fix this. We've got to fix this because I'm not going to be an anorexic, anorexic spiritual preacher. No, not the kid. So there's an area in my life where I'm malnourished. Then I've got to learn how to give myself the proper nutrition so that I can grow spiritually. So I can grow to the next level. You know why signs and wonders are not following we who believe? It's because we're spiritually malnourished. And we're producing spiritually malnourished churches because we're, we're building our churches on the shout and the dance. But we're not teaching people how to grow and enhance. Did I just make that rhyme? We're not, we're not teaching people how to grow. We're not teaching people how to get to the next level. Glory to God. So when people feel like they're not growing, they'll just stay at the house. Well, I'm not, we're not growing, so I might as well stay at home. I can stay at home and die. Glory to God. And, and the last one, the last one is depression. The last one is depression. Do, do, you, do you get to, the, get, to that, get to that place in your life, man, where you just feel like, you know, you, you feel like giving up on everything. You feel like giving up on the world. You just, you just feel like giving up. You feel like just staying in the bed the whole time. You feel like giving up. Glory to God. I, I don't know about you, but, but I've been in that place, in those places before in my life. Now, here's the good part. Here's the good part. Now that we see the signs and we see the symptoms, now that we understand that, now I'm going to give you guys the remedy. Everybody shout remedy. Glory to God. I'm going to give you guys a remedy. Listen, if, if you want to overcome, if, 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 if you're in this room and you say, Pastor Love, man, some of that was me. Man, I, I saw myself in something you said. I heard what you said, and man, that resonated with me. Pastor Love, that's where I am. Pastor Love, man, you don't understand. Pastor Love, you coming down my road today, man. Listen, I had to be here today because every somebody, some of you in here, Pastor, everything that you just said describes me to a T. And I know you in this room. The Holy Ghost didn't give me this, this sermon for no reason. So, so some of you in here, you say everything you just said describes me to a T. I've got the place I don't care. People say stuff to me. People irritate me. People get on my nerves real easy. They get on my nerves quick. I find myself snapping at my kids. And I go to work and sometimes I'm at work and I, I don't do my best at work because I really don't care about that job anymore. I really don't care. 
and I'm, I'm coming to church and I really don't care about church anymore. And some of you are at that place. But let's, but, but he says, the apostle Peter says, grow in grace. Growing grace means to mature as a Christian. To grow in grace means to mature as a Christian. So Peter is admonishing all of us that we are to mature as Christians. God wants church on purpose to be a church filled with growing and maturing Christians. Because there's, because there's a lot of people that's going to come in that are not growing. and they're, they're, they're immature Christians that are going to come in. And sometimes there are people who don't know anything about God that's going to walk through those doors. And we have to be mature enough, watch this, not to let everything get up under our skin. Because people are going to say things and do things. And, and if you're not spiritually mature, you, you, you actually run them back to the streets and versus, versus embrace them and bringing them closer to you or in closer to Christ. Here's a remedy. Let's talk about this and we'll be gone. I got five points and then we're done. Um, number one, number one. Now, 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 when you see this, in order, for you to, in order for you to no longer be spiritually malnourished, you have to do what I'm about to tell you. You have to do it. If you don't do it, you're going you're to wind up dry. You're going to be, you're going to wind up drying up spiritually. And you have no power. No power to lay hands on the sick. No power to cast out devils. No power to pray over yourself. You're not going to be able to pray a headache away. You're going to be able to do anything. Number one, number one, grow in my reading of God's word. Grow in my reading of God's word. You have to grow in your reading of God's word. That's where the nutrients come. That's where your strength lies. It is in the reading of God's word because it is the reading of God's word that helps us to know who Christ is and it teaches us how to become more and more like him every day. We have to grow in our reading of God's word. You know what that means? That means that every day you got to pick that Bible up and you got to spend some time reading the word of God. There's no substitute for reading the word of God. No substitute. We have, to, we have to have a daily diet of reading the Word. Many of you, you're spiritually, you're spiritually malnourished simply because you won't take the time to pick the Word up and just read it. And just read it. I give you guys tons of notes. Wednesday night, tons of notes. So go back home, read over the thing. Matter of fact, I've been talking about the Apostle Peter. If you don't do anything else, go home and take some time and read the book of Peter. Read what Peter wrote. Listen to his heart. Ask God to speak to you and read it over and over and over again. Don't bite off more than you need. If you need to go back and start off reading something that grandmama taught you a long time ago, watch this. For those of you who just, you just became a Christian or, or you just getting back in, go to the Bible bookstore, buy you a Bible of, buy you a, a children's Bible of Bible stories and start reading Bible stories. Don't be ashamed of it. Go back, read Bible stories. You have, we have to start, we grow in the reading of God's word. Y'all look at me, look at me, purpose, look at me. Here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. Look at me, look at me, all over this house, look at me. Here's my question to you. What is your reading goal? What's your reading goal? What's the goal? Well, what, what's the goal? How, how often do you want to read? How often do you want to read? If it's a real goal, right? this, watch this. If it's a real goal, you'll write it down. If it's a real goal, you'll write it down. If you'll say, you know what? I want to read the Bible every morning when I wake up. I want to read the Bible every day during my lunch break. 
What's your Bible reading goal? Watch this. Probably 90% of you guys are going to go out of here, and you know what you're going to do? You're going to go, and you're going to start reading your Bible more often. You're going to start doing it. But there's a 10% that say, you'll walk right out of here, and you're going to do the same thing that you've been doing all the time. Now realize you're a Christian, and God, God is commanding you to grow. He's commanding us to grow. Number two, grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You got to get to know him. If we are to be like him, then we got to take some time to get to know him. We have to grow in the knowledge. That's what Peter just told us. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Study him. Uh, uh, Google some of, some of his miracles. Learn who Jesus is. Learn, learn more about him. Peter said, Paul said, Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. We got we to grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Number three, grow in your understanding of what Jesus did. Grow in your understanding. What did Jesus do? Why did Jesus come to the earth? Grow in your understanding of what he did. What does his blood mean to me? Why are we doing communion? What, what, does his, what does his body broken for my sins, what does that mean for me? What does that mean? Start doing some study to understand what Jesus did. And when you do this, I promise you, you're going to start growing as a Christian. You're going to feel yourself growing. And that hunger and that thirst is going to start developing and manifest back in your life again. And you're going to be hungry for the word again. You're going to be hungry again. But you have to do the things that I'm, that I'm suggesting. Uh, uh, number four, grow in your prayer life. Your prayer life has to grow. You're not going to grow if you're just praying over your food. No, you got to take some time, man. You got to spend some time alone with God by yourself. Grow in your prayer life. If you're a husband, you should be praying with your family. That's not an option not an option the bible says i wish that man everywhere would pray if you're a husband a man a father you should be praying with your kids every day you got to grow in your prayer life what's your prayer life goal what's your goal in prayer when i pray i want to feel the anointing the same anointing that i feel in this room i want to feel it in my house in my bedroom in my office i want to feel that same anointing when i go before god i want to be able to hear god when i pray i want to hear him what's your what's your prayer goal but you got to grow you got to grow you've got to do this this is stuff you're responsible for. And I promise you, if you do your part, God's going to do his part. God says, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. In other words, the closer you want to get to me, that's the closer I'm going to get to you. So we have to grow in our prayer life. Our prayer life. Maybe you can only pray for five minutes right now. Start with your five minutes. I'm, I'm going to pray for five minutes. I'm going to take some time, five minutes. I'm going to pray for five minutes. You pray for five minutes. That, that's all you can do. Start with five minutes. And after a while, you know what's going to happen? That's going to gradually build. Those of you who want to learn how to pray, just start, just start building your prayer journal. You can go on a notes page in your phone, and you can have a prayer, a prayer list in your notes page of your phone. And, you can, and so what, what you do is, every time you say somebody, I'm going to pray for you, write their name down. 
Every time you say, I'm going to be praying for you, write their name down. Every time you go on Facebook, instead of lying, telling people you're praying for them, put them little praying hands up, them little ugly praying hands, I mean, I'm sorry, put them little praying hands up there. You know you're not praying for them people. I'm sorry. You put them little praying hands and you, 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 didn't, you didn't say a word. You lied. You didn't pray. Put them little praying hands. Somebody, you know, act like, like you all holy. And then some of y'all had nerve to put like seven praying hands. Seven little praying hands. What does that mean? You ain't said a word to God. You're lying. You ain't said a word to God on behalf of those people. And you're giving them this hope. And you're making them think that you're praying for them and you're not. At least take them, write their names down. Put it in your phone. So when you, go, when you have prayer time, you can go back and you can look at their prayer list. And I promise you, it's going to take you longer than five minutes to pray for all those names. Something happens in your life, man, jot it down. You know what's going to happen? That's going to help build your prayer life. Oh, can I just do some practical teaching today? Can I do that? We all, we all roll with me. I'm going to do some practical teaching. I'm almost done. I only got one more. But listen, I'm just telling you, man, you, we, we are, as a church, we have to grow. God's not going to make you grow. You have to want to grow. You have to desire to go to the next level. You have to desire to be stronger spiritually. You have to desire that. And here's, here's the last one. Here's the last one. The, the, last one is, the last one is grow in your appreciation of the grace that you have been given. Grow in the appreciation of the grace. I heard Sierra was up here talking about what I was sharing last week about the grace of God and how the grace of how instead of punishing us, sometimes God, sometimes God will let you make it to show you that he's good. Come on, man. Sometimes God, listen, we say, well how, well, how does he do that? The same way you do with your kids. You don't whoop your kids for everything. You may scold them and say something to them, but you don't whoop them for everything. Sometimes you let your kids make it just because you love them. Sometimes God lets you make it just because he loves you. But you know what God is saying to all of us today? He's saying to all of us that we have to grow. It's time for us to grow. If you're not reading your words, you're not growing. If you're not spending time in prayer, man, you're not growing. And all, all, all that's going to happen is, all that's going to happen is, eventually, watch this, eventually you're going to start hate. You're going to start to hate God. You're going to start to hate the things of God. Y'all better hear me. Look at me, purpose. Eventually you're going to start hating God. You're going to start hating the things of God. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to start saying the same thing that the world is saying. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to go to church. I, I, can, I can stay home. I, I don't have to go. And you know what now? Life has no more meaning. Life has no more meaning for you. And you start to pull away from church and pull away from the things of God. And then you start back drinking again. And I'm closing. And you, you, and, and you start smoking again. And you start back cursing again. And you start doing those things that, that God had once delivered you from. And you wind up going right back to those things. Those same things, you wind up going right back to them. Look at me. Y'all look at me. Look at me. Because I want y'all to, I want y'all to hear me purposefully. I want y'all to hear me. Listen. Look at me. Look at me purpose. They're all over this room, look at me. I know y'all are right, but look at me. Many of you are losing the spiritual battle because you're malnourished. You're losing. Look at me. Come here. Look at me. You keep going back to the same sin over and over again. You keep repenting. Look at me. Come here, purpose. You, you keep repenting for the same thing over and over 
and over again. You keep stumbling over the same thing. Over and over and over again. And you're losing. And watch this. Because you're losing, now you notice your kid's losing. Now you notice your family's losing. And now your kids are going through weird stuff, and you're trying to, you're trying to figure out what's going on, but now your whole family is malnourished. We're praising God, but we're malnourished because we're not giving ourselves what we need. Here's my question, and I'm done. Here's my question. Have you been losing? Have you been losing a spiritual battle? Do, do, you find it, do you find it difficult to pray when you're going through some things? Do you find it difficult to pray? When you're going through things, do, is it difficult for you to find the words to say? Is that difficult for you? Is that difficult? When, we, when you're going through some things, do you get angry before you get prayerful? Or maybe this is you. Do, do you keep falling back into the same sin? Do you see yourself? Watch this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you starting to do stuff that your mama did? Things that your daddy got caught up in. Are you finding yourself, you getting caught up in some of the same things that your daddy got caught up in? Are you losing the battle? Are you losing? Thank God there's a remedy. And his name is Jesus. Glory to God. His name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in victory. I want to walk in strength and victory. I want to be able to speak to mountains. And they move. That's, that's, that's what I want. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick. And I, I want to be able to, to prophesy to my kids and my children the things that God gives me to say to them actually come to pass. I want to walk in victory. I don't want to keep going back to the same sin. When, when, when you get depressed, do you, do you default to sin? When you're disappointed, do you go back to sin? If, if, that, if that's the pattern of your life, then you're losing. But God didn't call us to lose. God called us to win. We got to have victory over sin. You know what gives us victory over sin? The knowledge of Jesus the Christ gives us victory over sin. When sin comes knocking, God wants you to have so much strength spiritually that you can forsake it and move far away from it so that sin no longer has you bound. That's what God wants you. He wants you at a place where they can offer you the sin again. And God has taken the taste of that thing away from you. You don't have an appetite for sin anymore. I don't have an appetite for it. I don't care if he come calling back again. Listen, bro, I'm on something else. I don't care if she go to check it all in your inbox. Listen, I know that you, you, you're knocking on the door looking for that old dude. That cat dead. I'm a new creature. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have been made new. Glory to God. Will you stand all over this house?
I feel God's presence so heavy in this room. I feel his presence so heavy in this room. Hallelujah. That's the one, Norma. I feel his presence heavy in this room. I feel his presence. I want you to win. I want you to win. God has helped me to overcome some things in my life, and I want you to be an overcomer. I don't want you always having to go back to porn when you feel like you need some companionship. I want you to have victory over pornography. I want you to have victory over that. I want you to have victory. I want you to have victory over alcohol and marijuana. I want you to have victory over that. You don't have to, you don't have to resort back to that. And guess what? You can have victory today. Glory to God. Victory is not a place. Victory is a name. Glory to God and his name. Jesus. His name is Jesus. Glory to God. I don't want to keep you long, but listen. If you're in this room, and I typically do an altar prayer, an altar appeal, because sometimes it's, sometimes you just have to let somebody else know that they're not by themselves. It takes courage. This walk takes courage. It takes courage, and it's okay. Be strong and very courageous. But God called us to be. If you say, Pastor Love, man, listen. Dude, you heard from God this time. I know that was from God. I know that was from God. I need to grow. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to grow. I've got to grow so my family can grow. I've got to grow so my kids can grow. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. I'm going to pray over you. That's all. I'm going to let you go. If that's you, you'll be bold enough just to step out into the aisle and just walk down to this altar. If you say, Pastor Love, man, look. Dude, man, that's me. That's me. Wherever you are, that's me. Don't be ashamed. Don't look at them. Look at yourself. Should you be moving? Should you be coming? Should you be coming?